Welcome to Love the One You Leash podcast, the home for dog lovers around the world. And don't worry, we've got plenty for your feline friends as well. Be informed, be inspired, love the one you leash and discover what matters most to your dog's health and well-being. Proudly presented by Houndstooth. Only the best natural products for your furry friend and the perfect products for your cat as well. Welcome to our episode of Love the One You Leash. I am Rachel Tricarico, your host and founder of Houndstooth, and I'm so pleased you can join me. Today we have our special guest on the show, Lillis, and our brand ambassadors, Sherlock and Sushi. Welcome, Lillis. How are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm well. Thank you so much for having us on the show. And I do mean us because the boys are growling and wrestling in the background. (laughs) Oh, it's funny we can't see them. Yeah. And um, Lillis, obviously we've been going through a very uncertain time with the recent pandemic. How how are you been coping and how's Sherlock and uh, Sushi coping? Uh, We've... I think we've been pretty lucky because I took four months long service leave at the start of this year that took me right through to the start of May and I got sushi about a month into that. So we had this lovely time where we could uh, introduce him to the pack and go for long walks, um, most of which he was snuggled in a little bag (laughs) around my shoulder. But we had a really nice time just kind of easing and getting the training um, squared away, lots of time for toilet training. The only difficulty with that, of course, was I had also planned to use my leave to ease him into me not being home all the time. And of course, I couldn't even go to a cafe for a couple hours. So that was a little bit tricky. But frankly, I loved being home with them. It was divine. Yeah, I bet. It was, it's, you know, if you take any blessing from it, that, that's one, isn't it? And to be around when you're getting a new puppy and to have that bonding time, you just can't replace it, can you? No, it was just fabulous. And that sushi barking in the background, <laughs> agreeing 100%. <laughs> Which one's more vocal, Sherlock or sushi? Um, I actually think, well, they're both vocal in different ways. Right now sushi's being vocal because Sherlock has... The remains of a toilet paper, a toilet paper holder, <laughs> the paper, <laughs> the paper in it, yes. um, and that's Sushi's favourite toy. <laughs> so he's just letting Sherlock know that he would like that back anytime Sherlock has finished. And Sherlock's not going to give it up because yes. that's part of the game. <laughs> you know, it's old dog, young dog, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is with these two. <laughs> Now, Lilith, we were lucky enough to meet at the Sydney Dog Lover Show in 2018, which I believe was the first Sydney show that ran the Instapooch stage, if I'm correct. And at the time, we had launched the Houndstooth product range at the Melbourne show prior to that in May and successfully engaged many of the Instapooch uh, social influencers that were on the stage in Melbourne who fell in love with the Houndstooth product. And before the Sydney show, I reached out to yourself and at the time you only had Sherlock and asked whether you were interested in uh, trying our product and if you um, were happy with it, would you like to um, represent it or talk about it at the Dog Lover show? And I can distinctly remember that you were walking onto our um, onto our um, stand with Sherlock. With I think he would have had a, either his bow tie or his beautiful waistcoat on. Am I correct? Yeah, I think that's right. I think he had his tuxedo bandana on. <laughs> he was dressed for the event, the red carpet event, which was really cute. Um, and then I think he was so tired from the red carpet moment that he actually fell asleep in your booth and people were just coming up and patting him and appreciating him and we were talking about the products and I was like, wow, he is like the best behaved dog ever, sound asleep. <laughs> yeah, he was. he was. I mean, it's exhausting for them. It's so so much excitement for them at the show. But, yeah, he was just beautiful. And I remember meeting yourself as well and thinking, oh, you know, what a beautiful dog and lovely dog owner or dog mum, I should call you. <laughs> well, Sherlock calls me the human. 
yeah, human. He refers That's to me right. as my human. <laughs> yes, yes, he's um, yes, he does across the Instagram. <laughs> so from there, we um, you, you you were a big supporter of Houndstooth, and you know over the following probably months, we um, formed a, a nice relationship across Instagram. And that led to me asking yourself and Sherlock to become our hands, one of our houndstooth ambassadors. In yeah, that's right. Yes, in deciding to become one of our houndstooth ambassadors, what what was your consideration around that? Well, I have to admit, I was so excited when you asked us to be an ambassador because. We'd been using your products for a while then, and it was the only thing that really seemed to work on Sherlock's skin. So he gets these little hot spots every now and again, and they come up for no apparent reason. Um, and then I think they're stress-related, and then they'll disappear. But your products just, for whatever reason, seem to work. And I love the idea of Australian-made products as well. So I was actually thinking would it be rude of me to reach out to Rachel and ask if we could do some brand representation? And I thought, no, it's much better if a brand wants you to do it. So when you reached out, I was so excited. I was like, yes, it's a match. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so we've loved it. And I mean, I've just like, yeah, I've loved that opportunity too. to every time I speak to someone about products, we get a real chance to talk about why we love the products that they're, there's nothing um, harsh in them, that they're, you know, they're beautiful and soft, that they're made from these beautiful essential oils. And just there's so much about it that we love, but also just the houndstooth story, I think, um, is really inspiring. And if I, I'm very selective about what brands we represent. And if you see something on my Instagram account, it's because I really like what that brand is doing. I won't just sign up. And there's a lot of people who will ask to you know, yes. do small, small bits and pieces here and there. And I'd much rather commit to one or two brands that I really support. Yes. And the same for us. I, you know, the, the brand ambassadors that we've engaged, such as Sherlock, have been people that really follow us, really believe in our brand, um, that are genuine and there's a trust that we've built up over time and the support that you've given Hounds to. And also that, you know, you know, it's clear the products that work for you and work for your dog and that, that you love. So um, we love having you on board. Thank you. The feeling's mutual. And I have to say, big plug for the hemp shampoo for Sherlock. That's become our favourite shampoo. He oh. loves it. And Sushi will come into the shower just to lick the bottle. <laughs> Like, what that's what he's licking. <laughs> just I know, he's just like he's, he's I know he's licking he's licking the brand. I love this brand, human. It's awesome. Yeah, it's such a, I mean it's a beautiful product. It's just um it's been so good with, with the dogs that like you said, with Sherlock it has the hot spots and that really inflamed um you know, it's sore, tender skin. But it also, which I think you were one of the first ones that provided me with feedback as well as my own feedback, of course, is the, um, I think having the additional oils from the hemp oil, it just leaves their coat so soft and um, I guess fluffy is the right word, but it is a really soft, beautiful coat. Yeah, I think that's right because Yorkshire Terriers, it's more like hair as well. So uh, if you use the wrong product on them, it can really make it quite brittle and breaks. it breaks quite easily. And um, I just found that, you know, with your products, put it on and I really don't need to do anything else. It just come his coat and Sushi's coat in particular because Sushi's got his puppy coat on and I use the puppy and, and kitten shampoo. And it's so soft and his coat is just divine. He actually looks like he's wearing a little winter jacket at the moment <laughs> because his coat's just so shiny and, and yes. Uh, fluffy. Yes, cause, and, and that's right, especially with the, um, the type of coat the Yorkies have, you need to be careful also even with shampoos that do have essential oils in it that they're not too heavy because they'll weigh down their hair and their coat. And, and yeah. So yeah, that's definitely right. Yeah. Yes. So I'd love to find out some more about Sherlock and yourself. 
And firstly, I'd like to know when you first fell in love with dogs. Uh, so I grew up with a West Highland Terrier, Bonnie, uh, and when I left home and Bonnie had um, passed by then, Bonnie passed when I was at university, and then when I started my first teaching gig out in the country in Canoundra, mum called me and said, I found the perfect dog for you, and it was a little dog at the RSPCA in Canberra, so it was a recycled dog. Yes. And it was a Yorkshire Terrier and I named him Cricket and he was the sweetest little thing. He was about five years old when I got him, we think. It's a bit yeah. of a guesstimate. Um, but it, unfortunately he was a bit of an escape artist. Whatever his story was beforehand um, led him to always just, try, I guess, trying to be near me and that meant he would run away and try and find me, um, which unfortunately led to his demise. But he was just the most darling dog, but it took me 16 years to get over him. Um, and then I thought, no, you know what? I want another dog. I'm in a position now that I can be at home when I need to be. I can give them the training. And so, yeah, so I got Sherlock. So oh. it took me about two years, though, to find a Yorkshire Terrier breeder that had puppies and that I was confident in. Yes. How did you find your breeder? So a lot of word of mouth and look, I didn't make the best decisions. I'm a real advocate for well, a couple of things. First of all, I did go up and have a look at him yes. um, and I say to everybody, don't buy from a breeder if they refuse to let you come and see the puppies. That's very good. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, and I said to mum, because we drive seven hours to go and see him. I said to mum, no matter what, we are not falling in love with this little dog unless the conditions are right and we can see he's healthy. Yes. And that all checked out fine. Um, so I then I had to go overseas for a work trip. So then I came back, drove seven hours back to go and get him and brought him home. And within a couple of weeks, I actually found out that he had a significant heart murmur. Right. Uh, so even with the best of intentions, uh, well, I guess the thing that I've learned with sushi dog number two which is from a different breeder. There's a real difference between breeders and puppy raisers and Sherlock is definitely from a puppy raiser and wow. he's a delight and the heart murmur will never stop him from doing all the things that he needs to do. Um, but it was continuing to breed from a failed line and, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's a sweetheart but the difference in the contact I had with Sushi's breeder was incredible. I got photos every day. She absolutely interrogated me about my lifestyle and what I would feed him. And it was just so assuring yes. that she was invested in the best life for her puppies. Yes. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, um, it can be very unfortunate when you, um, with best intentions, get a puppy and things may not work out because of uh, health and temperament and it's a, yeah it's, that's right mm. it's it's a very sad experience for for all if, if it doesn't work out yeah exactly and I I think the lesson I took away from that is I mean I did the right things I did the due diligence around I went and saw him I did do word of mouth and so on but now I can just see the difference in the interaction between breeders and um, and also now when people reach out to me, I'm honest. I don't give anybody a bad steer. I just say, this was my experience. Take it or leave it. But that aside, you know, Sherlock is a delight and I was so blessed to have him come into my life when he did. Yes. How old is Sherlock now? He is four, four and a bit. So he just turned four in May. Yes. That's right. I remember you saying he was coming up to about four when we did our photo shoot. Yes, he shares a birthday with Bono from U2. <laughs> <laughs> Similar characteristics? Mm, I think Sherlock's more subdued. <laughs> different glassware. Yeah. Uh, they both like the limelight though. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I think Sherlock probably enjoys donuts more than Bono. Yes, yes. 
Donuts are one of his favourite foods, isn't it? That's right. Well, he likes to think so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's only ever had he's only ever had maybe two or three. <laughs> and then usually I take it away before he can finish it. Poor little guy. I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. You're on a diet. <laughs> You're on a diet. Well, a donut would be nearly as big as his tummy, if not bigger. Exactly, exactly. Now, we mentioned earlier the Sherlock's breed which is a, and um, sushi, which is a Yorkie. Any um, traits or characteristics that you think are specific to Yorkies that you see in them that um, are quite unique? Uh, look, they're definitely a terrier. So anybody who has terriers will tell you yes. that a terrier is a terrier. Um, <laughs> no matter the size. But, yeah, but I also think they're very, I think they have a lot of character um, and are very determined. But, I, you know, I would have said that about my West Highland Terrier too, and that's because they're terriers. Um, but there's, there's certainly a lot of character uh, Sherlock is not a morning dog. I've never met a dog like him before. Right. When when I wake up in the morning or I move for the first time in the morning, he comes up and goes underneath the doona so that he gets another hour of sleep. Um, and there's no there's no moving him. He goes from being a four kilo dog to being a ten kilo dog. Um, and Sushi's got this little dance that he does when he wants something where he like flicks the carpet out from behind him as though come on human play with the toy they're just there's just a lot of character in them and I think anyone who's ever had a dog will say the same thing yes yeah absolutely for for his small pint size they've got a lot of personality haven't they (laughs) they certainly do So, so tell me what's the story behind Sherlock's name and Sushi's name so Sherlock, it took a long time because I really wanted to come up with, well, I always knew I wanted two Yorkies. So I was very focused on having a dog where I could do a double barrel name so that, you know, whether it was Ross and Rachel or um, whatever it might be, yes. it just had, you know, salt, salt and pepper. It just had to match. Yes. But I also wanted it to be something unique. And then when I went up to see him, it just came to me. I was like, he's Sherlock, 100%. And I always figured then that I would get a Dr. Watson. Yes. Um, so it was always very, you know, very straightforward. And we did we did actually get a Donuts Watson, as you know, yeah. um, who unfortunately tragically died very, very early. Um, so we had for a while there we had Sherlock and Donuts, which was good too because you know, Sherlock loves donuts. It's donuts, a perfect yes. fit because he, <laughs> yeah, because he did. He just loved donuts. He loved that little guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, bringing up um, donuts, obviously, that was a, a very sad experience for you. Um, our listeners may not be aware of the story. You got donuts. Was it sort of late last year, or was it around September yeah, last I, year? Was it? Yeah, I took a month's leave, and I went to the same breeder that Sherlock is from so I mean that's part of my lesson I guess um but I he was adorable um I he had a you know clear vet check um so we brought him home and I unfortunately he yeah it's just it's just a really good lesson in really I think one of the things that probably a lot of people don't do is have the confidence to go to the vet before you take the dog home. And you should be allowed to do that. You should be able to, you know, call the vet or take the puppy to the vet before all the, all the final deal is done um, because he actually had congestive heart failure and he got, and he had a shunt as well. So he was really, unfortunately, in a really sad way. And I, you know, there's no way, nice way to say this, but he was, he was bred to die. Like it was just this, tragic circumstance but that said I felt so blessed to have him we only had him for two weeks and I felt like my job in his life was to help him cross over the rainbow bridge yeah I think we're lucky to have you yeah and likewise I think we were really lucky to have him because you know I mean it broke my heart and I think it broke Sherlock's heart too but he was just a force of nature for the two weeks that we had him he was just 
the most beautiful, loving creature. And I would catch him and Sherlock snuggling. Um, You know, they'd wrestle and then I'd come home and they'd be like snuggled up together. And I think it was also a really good affirmation for me that I definitely needed to have a second dog and companionship for Sherlock. Yes. Yes, well, that's, that's, that was a nice thing to experience. And I didn't realise it was only for a couple of weeks. It, it must have been, a, um, you know, so quick. You, you would hardly have blinked. Now, I mean, we don't talk about pet loss a lot at, unless you're amongst mm. other pet owners. Um, I, it's one of the hardest things I've had to do when I had to, you know, put you go to sleep and lucky he had a wonderful life and lived to 14 but I think it was one of the hardest things I've had to do um as you know um going through that with donuts what do you think for you what was the hardest um thing to deal with after he crossed the rainbow bridge yeah I think He managed to, and I think anyone who owns a pet, whether really whether it's a budgie or a cat or a dog or a horse or whatever it is, we all know if you're an animal lover, you love that animal from the moment you first say hello to them. And so whether you have two weeks like we did or 14 years, um, is almost irrelevant because the love is so huge immediately mm. and they are or, or already a part of your family and you plan your life around them and, and so on. So I think, it, you know, that was, that was what was so hard, I think, was just to have him and have all these hopes and expectations and then he was just so suddenly gone in what was really such a cruel way for him to have an old man's disease basically. Um, But, you know, that said, that's also, you know, being a, being a pet owner, that's what it's about, right? It is about the highs and the lows and, and, and we're privileged that we can actually make decisions for them when they're not well and they're in pain and we have that right to, you know, say goodbye to them and put them out of pain, which, um, yeah, I think we're very lucky to be able to be involved in a pet's life at that time. Yeah, I think so too. And it was a blessing to, you know, be with Donuts and hold him at the end and, you know, I mean, it was, for me it was, I mean, I was an absolute mess as you would expect, but I also just think I wouldn't have changed it that I, that I was the person who was with him as he crossed over. And, and I, I think I see a lot of, I see a lot of donuts in sushi. Right. There's little characteristics and things that he do. And I just feel like if there's a reincarnation of animals, I feel like he went, don't worry, I'll be back human. And, you know, yes. ladies go back to me. There's a part of him in uh, sushi that, that's there. With yeah, you. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So after saying goodbye to Donuts, how long, it, it was how many months until you got um, Sushi? Was it about four or five months or a bit longer? Yeah, so Sushi was born in December and I really am denied about it because I was like, oh, it's, it hurts so much and do I open my heart up again? And then I thought, well, it's not just about me. Dogs need to be in packs where possible and I mean, they'll, you know, they'll love anything because they're, they're humans are part of their pack. But I really wanted Sherlock to have that companionship. And the other thing I wanted was to have that opportunity that when Sherlock, he, when he crosses the Rainbow Bridge, hopefully when he's like 16 years old, I still have a bit of a buffer of yeah. having sushi yeah. in my life to help me get through that. And I did say to mum this weekend, I went, maybe it's time to get a third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd have a house full if I could. Well, I don't know. It, yes, I I absolutely think about it a second dog uh, quite often. Um, but, and then I think, oh, you've got got quite a bit on my plate. Um, yeah. Is it the right time? It's got to be the right timing. And you know, but um, yeah, I'd be surrounded by dogs if I could. Yeah, um, just, yeah I would be too. Beautiful. I mean. Yeah, 
Yes. Um, I don't know what my yeah. life would be without dogs or any animal. You know, I'm a passionate animal lover, but, um, yes, just the companionship that they give you and the, the love and the entertainment, and I think they enrich our lives so much. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that when you come home from work, or whenever it is you're, that you're home with them and you see yourself reflected back there with this really good little recalibration of, oh, your behaviour probably reflects that I'm feeling stressed or yes. whatever it might be. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, take a chill pill, Lil. <laughs> yes, when, or when they're trying to get attention, um, uh, when we have people, especially if my daughter has friends over, Stella is constantly trying to get my attention. It's like having another child. So there's little naughty things she only does when someone else is in the house to, um, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I think, oh, they're such characters. But um, <laughs> there is times they break they break down those barriers, don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. And I... You know, whenever people come over here, the first thing I say to them is, are you okay with dogs? Because they're about to be all over you because Sheila can see Sheila like, oh, hey, oh, hey, human. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh, hey, we say hey, oh, hey. And they're, they're toe lickers and, you know. Bella oh, <laughs> is the biggest toe licker. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a dog lover to appreciate that, don't you? <laughs> and I haven't had a toe licker before, so it's quite, um, some, some people don't love it. But um, no, they don't. And I, I do say to the boys, I say, okay, stop with the creepy kisses, boys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's creepy kisses, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, I'm glad you have that in your house too, because um, there's been a lot of toe licking in my house. <laughs> yeah. And other things that you don't hear in other normal households. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yes. And what about sushi? What's the story behind sushi's name? Uh, so then I was, I, because I obviously I, I wasn't going to use Watson and I didn't want to use donuts again. Yes. Um, and I just, I don't know what it was, but I went through several different names and I was chatting to the breeder daily and I said, well, what do you think of Mycroft? Um, you know, sticking with the Sherlock Holmes theme. And we were like, she was, she was lovely. She's like, okay, that sounds good. I was like, oh, I don't like it. And then I wrote it back and I said, okay, I'm going to call him Sushi. I just decided his name is Sushi. And she goes, I love that. And it ha- it's funny because it, I mean, it's a bit of a tongue twister when you're trying to call both of them Sherlock Sushi and it's all rolling together. But, um, yeah, people love, and it surprised me how much people go, oh, his name is Sushi. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's gorgeous. And I a conversation around it and the name. I remember you saying Minecraft and then we, I remember us talking about Sushi. And yeah, um, uh, I think because your profile on um, on our website for Sherlock was about, you know, if he had a donut flavour, it'd be sushi. And I think we, um, I remember mentioning it, and you said, "Oh, that's good." And and then it must have just, um, you know, eventuated from there. And I thought it's such a beautiful name and fun name, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. It just percolated away yeah. in the background. And I went, Absolutely. sushi. And it's cute because they call him Mr. Wasabi when he's showing a little bit of attitude and he gets sushmakush. And yeah. <laughs> whereas Sherlock is, Sherlock is always Shells or Mr. Holmes or Sherlock. It's always very serious. Yeah, very serious. <laughs> so, Lilith, since I've been involved in the pet industry, I've seen the rise of the insta-famous pooch with some dogs now having a following of up to a million people. What led you to starting an Instagram account for Sherlock? Uh, basically all my friends complaining to me that I was putting Sherlock on, on Facebook far too much. <laughs> I was like, well, I've never complained about your kids' photos, but I understand. So I moved him across to Instagram um, just to, and also because like any good dog owner, I have a million photos of my dogs and my um, phone um, memory was filling up very quickly. So Instagram is also like a way to save my photos. Yes. Yes, it's good for that, isn't it? Def- definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I like um, – only dog owners would understand that we we can look at a thousand pictures of dogs, but um, sometimes seeing a thousand pictures of children, you go, oh, 
I've seen that. Before. I've seen that before. <laughs> and I've got my own daughter, but um, yes, I could I could easily look at millions of dog photos. I never get sick with them. Yeah, exactly. And I know that it takes me 300 shots to get one good shot, right? But I sometimes feel like I don't want to get rid of those 300 shots. So I need somewhere for them to go. Yes, yes, I know. Yes, it can be tricky getting that that, that one money shot. Um, They really are like Insta um, models, aren't they? Yeah, there's a, there is a lot of primping that goes on beforehand. But it's funny when I say to the boys, and it did not take sushi long to work it out, I'll get my camera out, I'll put a bandana or a bow tie on one of them, and then I'll say purple chair or on the lounge, and they jump up and they sit there absolutely motionless waiting because they know, of course, that there's a treat involved when the human points the phone at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, they're beautiful. I, lo- I love the shots and I love seeing what outfits they're going to be in. I just love the bow ties. I think it suits their their personality and their character so much. Yes, I do like to think of them as dapper dogs. <laughs> they are very, very dapper. And I'll not forget Sherlock's beautiful little glasses that he wears. Oh, my God, those little glasses are so cute. <laughs> He looks, do I look more intelligent, my human? Like, yes, you do, little buddy. Yes, you do. Yes, he does. Yes, absolutely. Now, Sherlock has been on the InstaPooge stage at the Dog Lover Show for the past two years. How are you feeling about having the show cancelled this year? Yeah, that was so disappointing. I mean, entirely understandable, but um, we were pretty excited and, of course, we were going to have sushi with us. Yes. Um, this year so um, yeah it was going to be really really fun I think although also logistically challenging <laughs> to yes. have a puppy and a full-grown dog and all the rest of it but I was looking forward to it and I, I think it'll be really interesting when it um, kicks off again. Yes well I hope so it's all, all rescheduled for next year and I think we'll all be desperate to um be at the show and see familiar faces and new faces and just be around the dogs again. Yeah, I think so too. And we've had a couple of really lovely experiences at the Dog Lovers Show with um, Sherlock's fans coming up to us and with pictures of Sherlock that they had drawn and just amazing engagement with his fans and just with the general public. I mean, you can't get any better location than the dog lover show to be surrounded by dog lovers, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's been in, I've been attending, uh, I think since their first show, which oh, if I'm, maybe it's about seven years now, six or seven years, and it's just, it's so much fun being around the dogs. It really is. And, the you know, there's some beautiful um, dog owners that we get to meet, other people within the industry, which um, the pet industry is just, I love. Um, I think it's one of the most rewarding industries to work in. So, um, so it's quite a, yeah, it's a it's a gap. I'm missing. Um, I'm going to miss seeing Sherlock and um, meeting Sushi. Yeah, likewise. I, I was really looking forward to being able to meet little Sushi Makush. Yes. Um, now, who, in terms of your Instagram, who do you think are your main followers? Uh, so we <laughs> that's a Sherlock, Sherlock will answer this question on behalf yeah, of all of us. <laughs> um, I would say predominantly women in their, I don't know, mid twenties to late fifties. Um, but we've, we've had some followers who've been with us pretty much since day one because I remember posting the first couple of photos and suddenly we went from five followers who were family members to a hundred and I was like who are these people and they immediately started engaging which was lovely um and some of them have been with us since a lot of those are from the UK because Yorkies are very popular in the UK and also in the US where they're popular yes um but we're certainly not limited to one breed that follows us. We do have a lot of Yorkie followers and likewise we follow a lot of Yorkies, but, you know, Westies and Cavoodles and there's a, if you 
you know, there's a lot of just dog lovers out there, yes. I think. Uh, the other the other followers that we have and certainly people that we follow as well are people who take their dogs out into nature on hikes and walks and camping and yes. do this incredible photography with their dogs out in nature all over the world. And I just think, yeah, well, you know. Those accounts too. It's just yeah. beautiful. Some of the photography, it's divine. Just incredible, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm missing being able to get out and just, you know, do those walks out of where, you know, as you know, we're in lockdown at the moment. So it's um, um, I'm looking forward to being able to get out and hike away and just in the in nature um, where, where you don't sort of really see anyone and you can just be with the dog. It's such a peaceful, lovely environment. Yeah, it's it's so good for the spirit and the soul, right? To just yeah, be outside. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It really is. And and in terms of Instagram, have you had any bad experiences? We've been pretty lucky, and maybe that's because it's dog accounts. And um, but I mean, what I found is I do know other dog accounts where they've they have had trouble. Um, what I found more is there's people who might be willing to manipulate your account for their own purpose, um, but I just don't engage on that. I just think I'm in this for the joy and the fun and the pleasure, and if you're going to post something or say something negative, I'm just going to block you or shut you down because it's not it's not worth my time. There is enough negative stuff in the real world <laughs> without it infiltrating Instagram dog accounts, right? So. Um, yeah, I just don't go there. No, no. And look, look, I think I think having a dog account and being in generally in the pet industry, it seems to be um, a, a nice community. We we definitely have a lot of beautiful followers and customers. But um, and I yeah, think I think that I yeah, think ninety nine percent of people out there, um, if they're following dog accounts, they just love dogs, and the engagement is delicious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. It is. It really is. Now, Sherlock was very lucky to be a guest appearance at a photo shoot that we held earlier in the year with Dr. Katrina and the Wonder Dogs. Do you think Sushi, um, not Sushi, sorry, Sherlock, do you think Sherlock was starstruck? He definitely was. Oh, my gosh. That was the funniest thing. I've really got to do more work with Sherlock and the and the camera and the, all the activity. But, yeah, I think he was like, whoa, I thought I had a lot of tricks human, but look at these guys and girls. Yeah, that was well, it great fun. Very, uh, it can be very daunting, especially with the, you know, with the setup of you've got the, the camera, you've got the lights, um, and then you've got a group of Border Collies that are, trained to do how many I don't know now I had have to ask Kelly how many tricks they have between them but um yes yeah, so yeah pretty, it's pretty impressive it's pretty impressive isn't it but I think yeah, did I, an amazing job he really did yeah well I've been doing some um I've been doing some training with him and sushi as well to see if I can get them to do double tricks where yeah. they both do something and I've I've got a couple that they're working on which are super cute like getting them to both lie on their side and chillax at the same time or <laughs> Sherlock Sherlock has to sit and then Sushi balances and puts his paws on, on Sherlock's back and then waits um, and then Sherlock has to wave before anything else happens it's, it's super cute when you have a, a group of dogs actually doing things synchronized and together and cooperating and I think they enjoy it because when you look at the wonder dogs you can see that they are really enjoying that activity yes Yes, they, they yeah they love the work, don't they? They smile. Yeah, they definitely do. Tricks, um, all well, not all day, but some of the tricks that they were doing and doing rewrite. We got some group shots and doing together, and you know, pause on each other, and they just were smiling. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely, and I think it builds a really beautiful bond between owner and dogs when you dedicate yourself to that level of training. And I say that to people all the time um, because from day one with Sherlock, I was like, right, I'm going to do one minute, then two, then five, and, you know, then build it up to 15. And his engagement with me when we do a training session and then do something else is completely different from if we were just carrying on 
you know, normal life without the training. Like on the days when yes. for whatever reason we don't get a training session, he's just a different dog. Yes. Yes, I agree. I've I've been putting a little bit more time into Stella's training. Um well, especially the last three weeks when we've been in lockdown again and I there's a few things mm. um um could be a lot better. And uh I just enjoy it. I enjoy working with her and um it, it does build this bond, doesn't it? That, yeah, um, it I, definitely does. Absolutely. I had it with the horses for years. It's the training that, mm. you know, yes, there was a competition at the end, but the training just, um, it's just as rewarding. So, DJ, yeah, I agree. Favourite moment from the photo shoot? Um, oh, look, there was, it was just so much fun in general. And, I mean, we got some really cute shots of, um the wonder dogs new edition um with sherlock and yeah you know just the whole day there's such a buzz around um doing that stuff with the dogs and you know seeing their engagement with each other it's just a pleasure to be there one of the um my favorite photos one of my favorite photos from the shoot is the one where we've got sherlock up on the um podium and then we've got the wonder dogs lined up looking at him like he's, he's <laughs> conducting a meeting <laughs> yeah like school's in everybody everybody sit down behave <laughs> it's just gorgeous it really is it was lots of fun yeah now, now you mentioned your training with Sherlock and Sushi which obviously you enjoy when you started training Sherlock did you um so what kind of training methods did you decide to use and what was the reason behind those methods? So I did a lot of research. I did try clicker training, but what I've learned with Sherlock is he has enormously sensitive ears and he did not like the clicker. So it didn't matter how many treats I put in front of him, he became very distressed when the, the click would happen. Right. And I still see that if there's a click sound, he's like, no, no, no goes into a little shell. So whatever that means to him is not something good. So there's no point doing that. So um, he's food motivated and sushi is food motivated and praise motivated. So um, it just makes, you know, I just decided, all right, well, positive reinforcement. And my rule with training is I only do it for as long as they're enjoying it and I'm enjoying it. And as soon as if I get frustrated or I can see that they're just tired, I just stop because it's meant to be an enjoyable experience. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the way they learn. Are they, are they an easy breed to train? Oh, they're so easy. It's ridiculous how easy they are. Yeah, Sherlock very quickly had, like before he was even six months old, had maybe 20 tricks and now he's got 49 Sushi, I've stopped kind of counting with sushi because we just keep adding things now. Right. Um, but then, you know, Sherlock is terrible with cum. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that's the Yorkie. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, there's nothing really in it for me to come to you, so I'll just stay here. <laughs> well, with Daffy's are terrible with distraction. They just cannot contain themselves with distraction. They, they actually very intelligent and quite bright, but, oh, there's someone over there. Oh, yes, I need to say hello to them. Oh, oh, hi, look at me. What am I doing? Oh, that's right. I meant to be thinking. That's the the boys when we go out to do our morning business walk and they'll see all the people leaving the area to go. And and I have to say to them, boys, focus. And they know the word focus. They're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep, that's right. We're here. We, sorry, sorry, back to business. And then they'll, oh, car. I'm like, focus, come on, come on. It's like minus five. (laughs) I know. We we go out quite often during the day to do our um, toilet stops out on the nature strip as well. And we forget we're going to the toilet. And because we're near a main street, there's lots of people walking past and cars parking and it's like, oh, there's another person I'll sniff. Oh, I'll lick their toes. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually they're just like us. They yes. love people watching, they, right? Yes, yes, they do. They love it. Love it. Now, um, in terms of the houndstooth products, we touched on the hemp shampoo earlier. What are, their, what are your other favourite houndstooth products for Sherlock and Sushi? So I've been using the Coco's uh, Relief Spray 
for Sherlock, just on directly onto some of the hot patches that he might get. That's worked really well. Um, and I like the um, the spritzes on sushi in between bathing just to help his coat kind of, when I'm brushing it, just to, you know, put a bit of moisture on it and also just to give it a bit of a fresh smell. I mean, fortunately, Yorkies don't really get a doggy smell to them, probably because their hair, it's hair, not fur. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just nice to go, hmm, i just give you a little bit of a freshen up. Yes. But the puppy and kitten shampoo too, I highly recommend that if you've got a puppy or a kitten. Um, and look, actually, probably even if you've got a dog with sensitive skin because I've used it a couple of times on Sherlock to great effect. Yes. Robert, that's good to hear. What's your favourite blend in the spray that you use? Mm, we've used so, we use so many. We've got one of each, and it's really it's really about what does the human want to smell today? <laughs> so it's a bit like perfume, isn't it? You have a yeah, it uh, is. And it depends on your emotions on that day. Pretty much, pretty much. It's all about me. Yeah. It's about what the dogs, because, I mean, I don't think that they're really, they're not too fast. You know, when I spray sushi, it's the cutest thing. He will fly around the house and roll on everything. And I'm like, that's okay. You still smell cute. Yes. Yeah. Some of them, it's a natural um, instinct for them to run around when they're wet. And the spray to them, they, they interpret that as being a bit wet. <laughs> yes, exactly. And must, always must put... Yeah, and must put myself on everything. Must reprint my smell and scent on all your furniture, human. Thank you. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, now, we know Sherlock and Donuts, sorry, I've got Donuts there. Sherlock and Sushi love their bow ties. How many bow ties do they have? Uh, let's just say in excess of 30. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sherlock, hey. Mister. And do they have favourites? Well, I have a sushi bow tie for sushi, which is appropriate. Sherlock has a hound's tooth print bow tie, which I think is appropriate. Um, yeah. can, can you hear them I in the background? That. <laughs> That's Sherlock. Sherlock's not pleased because sushi walked away from the game. All right, and he's... Sherlock, he's hey. Come back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good grief. And, yes, and back to a bit. Back to podcast. Remember that? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? A, I said it is a pet podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's that's right. Our, our dog listeners, listeners are very familiar with talking dogs. That's right, that's right. After you said to me, who's the most vocal, and she looks like, I shall prove I am the most vocal. Yes. Um, <laughs> just yeah. give me time. That's right. Yeah, so, um, so their favourites are a houndstooth tie and a um, sushi tie. And, and the sushi one. I've also got a really cute one that has love is love. And I've, there's so many that I've got. I've, my bow ties are pretty much all from the same um, Instagram account that I follow. She just makes just the cutest bow ties and they're consistently good. But we've just started to... Um, get into bandanas as well. And one of our um, followers and friends on Instagram sent us several, which are just adorable. Yeah, I love the bandanas as well. I think they're, they're gorgeous. There's mm. some really lovely ones out there. So I'll look forward to seeing them. I'm, I think I've seen, have I seen a couple of photos already? I think I. Yeah, we've put a couple up from the ones um, from the UK um, that we got from Oh, and we put up a tartan one over the weekend yeah. I got from, that I just got from a um, a little company in Australia that makes them. And they hand make them and they're just – what I'm amazed by is all these dog products that are being made, houndstooth included, where there's so much intention to detail and, you know, really individual client attention. And, yeah, it's just yeah. lovely. It is. It's beautiful. And I love to hear that they're um, handmade and – um, that where you can, you're sourcing them from Australia, supporting local. Yeah. Um, and it, yes, it is. It's it's lovely. Now, in terms of it being being a dog owner, obviously, what are your main concerns with Sherlock and Sushi? Um, I like to 
Well, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> so many concerns because I'm overly invested in my dogs. <laughs> but I think um, I'm really focused on, I love Caesar Milan's whole exercise, discipline, affection uh, equation that he does. And so I really am focused on them um, getting the discipline they need so that they have really good boundaries and they know they know their place because I find that makes them calmer dogs. Yes. Um, exercise, because that's the same. Um, they're certainly, you know, they're well exercised. People always say to me, oh, you probably don't need to take them very far. Meanwhile, four to five Ks minimum for a daily walk, right? Yeah. Um, those dogs will just keep walking. The size does not matter. Um, and then affection. And then I guess the other thing is I'm really – I'm really conscious of, and I never thought I'd be this person, but I'm really into understanding how often you should vaccinate your dogs and getting them onto a raw diet or a clean diet and um, getting them off fillers and really actually starting to challenge everything that we've been taught over the last, say, really maybe just 15 to 20 years because, you know, we never used to vaccinate our dogs as much as we do now and, um And my vet just recently sent me a package saying, just so you know, we're going to three-year vaccinations because that's been endorsed and proven and and we're in fact going to get our dogs, um, my dogs titer tested because we can then see if the vaccination is still valid at that three-year point. And if it is, we'll get it done again the next year. So I'm just like, I really don't want to just put stuff into them that we don't need to. so, yeah, that's where I've kind of gone yes. with a surprising twist. I never thought I'd be that person. Yes, no, I agree. I think um, uh, um, we're evolving. Um, I think the information is becoming uh, more and more accessible to us. And um, in terms of the vaccination, I was looking at doing the same with, with Stella, actually. But it's we've certainly changed if what we're feeding and or even with the shampoos, what we're giving shamp- in terms of shampooing our dogs in the last, you know, five, ten years, we're just coming ahead in leaps and bounds. And if you look at even our supplements, our hemp seed oil and our hemp anxiety aid, that that area is just, um, you know, I love the area. I think it's an exciting space and I think there's more and more of these, the health benefits that we can give our animals through through feeding and through supplements, um, similar to what we've been probably doing ourselves from, you know, we're ahead of the game in terms of um, yeah for ourselves. And, yeah, I think it's um, looking for alternatives to, to medicines. Um, it, yeah. It's evolving all the time. Yeah, I agree. And I... It's been really interesting to include things in their diets and take that bit of extra time that I wouldn't have. And hemp seed oil, I have to say, I think it's amazing for their coats. Like I do think that Sherlock's coat is better for it. And certainly uh, I put a comment on one of your Instagram posts earlier today actually that with the hemp seed um, anti-anxiety powder, I give him that 30 minutes before a storm rolls in because um, we've done a lot of training. I mean, we used to live in Kirribilli where there were fireworks almost every night and he got pretty good at that. Yes. Um, and, you know, but when a storm rolls in, whatever it is, it's just different. Maybe it's a magnetic field or something in the air that he can feel, but I give him less than half of what you're, what you recommended, I think. And you'd said to me, maybe give him half next time because it is effective. He was so chilled. He slept right through that storm and not in a, not in a dopey way. Just like, it's all good human. I am completely chilled, you know, just relaxed. And so now I just, I shove a bit in a piece of cheese for him or whatever. And he bubbles it down unwittingly. Yes. He, um, he used to just eat it straight out of my hand. I just swingle a bit in my hand, but now he's like, I shall have it in cheese. Cheese. Or you can mix it with the hemp seed oil. Um, that's what I do. With oh, that's a good point. Coming, I'll put put the hemp seed oil in the bowl and just add the um, anxiety the powder around it. She'll lick it up. Mm. Loves it. Um, but but it's you know even with the dosage, it's um, because it's a supplement. It's like our, ourselves. You know, we recommend a certain dosage for Sherlock's weight, but it's you know if if you think they need a tiny bit more, a tiny bit less, you adjust it 
and the same as yeah. ourselves if um, if we're looking at supplements and natural remedies because we're all different. Mm. Dogs are all different as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'd like to dig in a bit deeper into Sherlock and Sushi's personality and finish up with a few uh, Q&As on them. Does sure, Sherlock? let's do it. Let's do it. And if there's anything at the end that you that, that you'd like to reveal that I haven't asked, please do. <laughs> do Sherlock and Sushi like being bathed? You know, I joke on Instagram about it being waterboarding, <laughs> but actually, I don't. I don't think they actually mind it. I think what they love is. I think they connect the fact that if they get bath, they also get what I call fwafwa, which is right. Japanese onomatopoeia for um, like fluff up or fluff fluff or I, I don't know what the right trans, um, interpretation of it is really, but it's it basically means I'm getting the hairdryer out and there will be hot, warm air and and they love that. They will come. If we've gone outside and they've gotten wet, I'll say to Sheila, do you want fwafwa? And he'll run into the bathroom to get hair dried. So. Um, they're very good. They'll just stand there. Well, that, okay, I know. I've seen Sherlock on the photo shoot. <laughs> you want some foie foie and you just like lifts his chin so you no, can get the hair all flying. He's loving it, moving his head from side to side. Oh, I think you missed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He missed a bit. And when I, when I move on to trying sushi, Sherlock just like lingers around and like comes over and like, bumps against me just you know a bit my way human a bit my way and if I'm drying my hair in the morning they both kind of come and stand under me until I like pointed in their direction <laughs> yes <laughs> very sweet very very cute now what do you think's their most embarrassing secret single behavior and that's that's the behavior oh. that you know you do when you think well you know no one's in the house and no one's meant to be looking yeah, it doesn't even stop Sherlock. He does not care even if someone's watching. But he, let's just say he has been known to be overly enthusiastic in some of his interrogations of toys that are about the same size as him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want you to lose your PG rating, Rachel. No, no. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. I can just picture it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He's, he's teaching sushi some very bad habits. <laughs> it is. Well, unfortunately, sushi is sometimes at the receiving end. <laughs> so, and I think you will, I, I'm sure my neighbours wonder what is happening in my house sometimes because they will literally hear me call out, stop humping your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and other things that you don't hear in normal households. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or things you can say out loud without thinking, oh, oh, oh I'm not saying <laughs> What will people think? Yeah, what will people think? <laughs> and uh, where do they both sleep? Well, uh, let's just say that I am a Yorkie sandwich. I am the human between the two slices of Yorkie bread every night. Um, they both sleep on my bed um, and they both sleep on separate sides. Right. And Sherlock at some point in the night and certainly in the morning, as I said, will come up and wait for me to lift the doona because dare, dare, heaven forbid that he just lift it with his own nose and go under. I lift the doona. And he goes down uh, deep into the into the bed and then goes back to sleep while Sushi wakes up on the other side and comes over for scratches. Oh, it's adorable. I love oh, sleeping with dogs. Beautiful way to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, the, the science behind um, dogs sleeping in your bed is that it really does improve your um, well-being and your mood and your emotions. Well, that is good to know. I'm going to tell my mum that because she's like, you know what? You really need to train them to sleep on the floor like other dogs. And I'm like, I don't know who these other dogs are you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I know. I've been brought up not to have dogs in the bed as well. But um, Stella, Stella, you know, she she doesn't always sleep in mine. She's quite a snorer, which, um, uh, uh, you know, Staffies can be snorers, but she does spend 
quite a few nights in um, my daughter's bed and oh, it's just, you know, mm. break down the rules. That's what they're there for, isn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah. Now, what's the worst thing either of them have done? Um, oh, Charlotte doesn't like me giving up his secrets. He's barking oh, at that one. Um, I, look, I mean, apart from humping his brother, as I said, I don't, I, I've been pretty lucky with these guys. They, they're not really chewers. So I've never really come home to find that something is entirely chewed up or, you know, the mystery of the exploding bed or even the exploding toy. Sherlock's still got the same toys that he had from day one, other than the ones that I've had to throw away because he was too rough with interrogations. Um, there was no yeah. reason. No, but um, mostly mostly they're pretty good. I think, I mean, there's occasions where I'm like, well, actually, no, let's be honest. Sherlock went through a phase when he would refuse to put on his harness to go for a walk and well, he would run around the house and refuse to come to me and he'd be snappy and snarly. And I was like, dude, what is going on? And then I'd get frustrated and this horrible cycle of bad for parenting Um, and I got in touch with an animal communicator in Sydney actually who did this amazing uh, reading where she psychically connected to Sherlock and she came back to me and she said okay first of all he wants you to know he's not a dum-dum and he doesn't need to wear a harness when you go out and I was like oh I can totally see his attitude was I'm not a dum-dum get that harness away from me. We can go off leash. Um, so yeah, she was really, she was really good. She, she made, I think it was more about me really. Cause she made me really calm down when he get when cranky he or yeah. snappy. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're actually training the human. I get it. Yeah. Um, but it worked. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is your favorite thing to do together? I love going for walks with the boys. We will, on the weekend in particular, get in the car because Sherlock loves the car yes. um, and Sushi does too. As soon as he gets a new sleepy pot, he's asleep. Um, and we go up, we just go up to Red Hill or one of the nature reserves around Canberra and then we just do a nice two, three-hour walk depending on what the weather's like. And there's lots of areas where you can get far enough off track that you can the boys can come off leash for a while and really have a good run and smell and, um, yeah, I really like that. Gorgeous. And they're often uh, on the beach too. That's near your mum's place, isn't it? Yeah, so that's at mum's place. So when <laughs> she's about six hours away from us, but when we get up there, yeah, we get on the beach and it's an off-leash um, beach for dogs there so they can just have free range and they just love it. And then they just sleep you know, for the rest of the day because 4K is running on the beach. I do 4Ks. They do about probably six backwards and forwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just beautiful. I love seeing some of the photo. They look so happy. Just um, some of the action shots on the beach are just divine. Now, if you had to, if you had the attention of the doggy world for just 10 seconds, what would you say? Ah, that is a good question. What would I say? I'd say, I was going to say I love the one you're with, but love the one you're leashed. Um, You you can say that. I'd say that, yeah, well, I'd say be grateful and in the moment. Well, let me start that again. I would say to people, be present in every moment that you have with your dog and really pay attention and listen, whether it's they're lying on your lap or they're at your feet or you're scratching their belly or um, it's whatever they're doing and whatever you're doing, just like take the time to really appreciate it and love it. Because if we're lucky, we'll get 16, sometimes 18 years with them, but it'll be gone in a blink. Yes. So don't waste any of those moments. Just love them all. Yeah, that's that's beautiful advice. So true. So we're nearly finished the end of the um, our discussion. Is there any other insights to Sherlock and Sushi that you'd like to discuss or do you think we've covered 
all of their little yeah. personalities? I think uh, I can't think of anything else really that I'll probably think of things as soon as we end this. Um, no, I think it was a great interview. I think you've covered everything. Great. Well, well, thanks for joining me, Lillis. If you would like to follow Sherlock and Sushi on Instagram, then follow them on at sherlock.loves.donuts. I'll repeat that again. It's at sherlock.loves.donuts. I've got that right, haven't I, Lillis? You have got that right. And, we, yeah, drop us a line and say hello to send us a DM or um, let us know if you're giving us a follow. Um, we love to engage with our followers. Followers, It makes it so much more fun and, um, you know, worthwhile. But thank you so much for having us on the show. I'm sure the boys are running around in the background barking. <laughs> Just had a level of... Uh, yeah. Absolutely enjoyed having yeah. you there. Um, and if you would like to find out more about Sherlock, then please visit his ambassador page on our website at www.houndstooth.com.au. Thank you for listening to Love the One You Leash, proudly presented by Houndstooth. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Find out more about who we are and what we do at houndstooth.com.au.